0: Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Brighton Rock Podcast, the BRP, with me, Russell Guyver and my usual regular co-host, Peter Marsh. Hi, Peter. Hi, Russ. How are you? Yeah, good, good. We've got a crowded house again today as well because we have, returning after his debut last week, Andy Knott. How are you, good Dr. Andy? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks, Russ. He's a doctor, not of medicine, I hasten to add, but he is a real one. Um, we've also got Robin back, our regular guest co um, host. How are you doing, Robin? I'm good, thanks. And we've got two other debutants representing the other side ahead of tomorrow's game against Man United. We have Peter McMonagle, if I pronounce that correctly. You have, yeah. Love us. <laughs> and we have his cousin and fellow Man United fan, Sean Sorahan. How are you doing, Sean? Hey, Russ. Excellent. Good to have you on board. Uh, we did one of these the other day with a few of the other guys that I know from Sunday Football, uh, which is the same connection um, ahead of the Arsenal game, which we won. So we're hoping this is going to work out as a good jinx for us to uh, to get you guys on as well. That's my real tactic for inviting you. not. <laughs> so thanks for obliging. Um, so essentially, yeah, I know you go guys through the um, Sunday Football. Um, just explain whereabouts you are um, location wise and how you come to be Man United fans.
2: Um, well, yeah, well, I okay. go, well, we're both originally from London, so that's why we support Man United.
0: <laughs> 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 well said.
2: So, so, we do have a legitimate excuse in that our grand, granddad moved over from Ireland in what, the 50s and he moved to Manchester, started supporting Man United. Um, then, when he had my dad, um, my dad supported Man United, and so
0: I support Man United. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't really know. We we probably just persuaded Peter. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're um so North London born and bred, and uh, you are in the same vicinity as where Peter was brought up. Actually, he's um, sort of like Finchley area aren't you basically yeah and in fact sean you've also got a season ticket at barnet to get your local football i was just thinking i've got i've
2: got the wrong mug for this
0: podcast i've got my barnet champions mug right here you say wrong i say right (laughs) yeah Yeah, so
2: i've got a season ticket
0: yeah because peter knows them well he's he's got them as effectively second team yeah
1: i used to go a lot when i was young kind of yeah. Still, well, yeah. I haven't been this season, but I've been quite a lot over the years and yeah. generally yeah. at least a couple of times a
0: season. Yeah. And other Peter, Man United Peter, is based in Belfast. Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, I've been living in Belfast for, God, five, five, over five years now. Um, yeah. Was, that was meant to be an initial six months, but hey, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and very much the same with Sean. Um, grandfather moved over from Ireland. Same thing. My dad's Glaswegian. And therefore, had very limited impact on my Premier League football team. So, that all came from my grandfather and my Man United daft uncle. And that's how my family have ended up in the same place.
0: Yeah. And in Belfast, where you've now gone to, um, it's pretty much, I think you were saying on the WhatsApp, one of the WhatsApp groups the other day, it's basically you've got to be a Liverpool Man United fan. And they're not
3: Rangers or Celtic, isn't it? Yes, you are a Liverpool or United fan if you support someone in the premiership and a Rangers or Celtic fan by definition of one side of the fence or the other. And that's it. And there are some very strange combinations. It's like you can be a Rangers fan and a United fan or a Rangers fan and a Liverpool fan or a Celtic, but you can't be, you know, so it's it's, um, it's weird, wonderful, but, you know, and then everybody else, if you their own Irish league teams as well, but... They're not really worth talking about because they play it really much the standard the Hibs play it on a Sunday. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm sure at this point you'll appreciate me taking the opportunity now we've mentioned Liverpool to wish them congratulations. <laughs> <to his pilot. laughs> Sorry, no, But We're
1: not going to have any gifts left at this rate, you know. People are going to refuse to come on the show after this sort of thing.
0: <laughs> We'd all be upset you guys afterwards, not during. Sorry about that. No, I was, I was, I was, uh,
4: Gunning for null and void. Yeah, yeah very much a null and voider. Um, yeah, 100% null and void. Russ being a Liverpool your... fan obviously it wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a Liverpool fan. I do have a soft spot for Liverpool actually, so I'm pleased they won it. But uh, I mean, you guys were willing null and void to do well this season and be your your player of the season. Ours, so far is own goal for the number of goals that uh, have been scored for us by other teams, mainly Watford. Uh, which yeah, although,
1: is although no assists yet though. That's not uh... Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah A bit greedy. Yeah.
0: Well, it's all
3: about putting it in the back of the net at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> well, we're recording this on uh, Monday night, aren't we? I head off um, the game tomorrow. But you guys, some serious congratulations. You have got into the semi-final of the FA Cup over the weekend, um, beating the Norwich side, who, I have to admit, haven't been that great, actually, this season. Are you guys, I think overall, um, just looking at the season... I mean, it seems like Norwich won a great side. Spurs, when he got the draw, won a great side. You were definitely a lot better against, was it Sheffield United when you won 3-0? What's your take so far on the season before lockdown? What's your take on lockdown itself? And what's your take on the restart? I mean, if we go to Peter first on that one.
3: The season is hanging in the balance as far as I can sort of see it. We could have a good season. We could still finish top four. We could still win the FA Cup. We could still, in theory, win the Europa League. Or we could win none of those and end up in a really terrible place and it could end up in absolute disaster. So, I mean, it's quite nice to be able to be, still be in a position where we have that opportunity. Um, realistically, before December, it was going very poorly. We were inconsistent. We'd be good against the big teams, poor against the, um, the weaker teams. I think, you know, we've got the third best defence in the Premiership or something like that. I think only Liverpool and Leicester or something have a better defence and thing. But we're all, for a top four aiming side, we've only got the seventh best attack. There's our problem. We're not scoring goals, especially against teams that sit deep and are well organised. And we just didn't have someone who could pick that magic pass.
1: Which is why our tactics at Old Trafford were really weird as well, because we came and had a real go at you (laughs) and opened ourselves up to your counter-attacking play, which is...
4: That literally was kind exactly perfect what to we play you guys.
1: Yeah, it was really bizarre because we just basically threw men forward early on and
4: were yeah, two down pretty was, quickly, weren't we? That was the first game where Potter had really got it wrong yeah. in terms of his approach. But
1: anyway, we played into a half, basically.
3: basically. Yeah. Yeah. So did yeah, so could... City, so did Chelsea. You know, that's where we've had our greatest sort of three wins against Chelsea, three wins against City, a win and a draw against Spurs. You know, at the time, the only team to take off uh, points off of Liverpool until Watford came and did something miraculous. But outside of that, you know, we really have struggled against Norwich and things like that. That kind of thing. Yeah. I think Bruno has made a big difference. I think the return of Pogba will make a difference. Um, I think, you know, Rashford being out for so long, I think actually lockdown in that perspective has worked in our favour because if we can get him back fit and on the form he was in, that will help you know martial was out for 11 weeks or something as well so we have had some pretty poorly timed injuries but we've been inconsistent if we have a decent run of games right through to the end of the season yeah in theory we'll end up top four potentially cut final that's a reasonable season but something needs to change there needs to be additions into the next year for us to really make any level of challenge
0: yeah, I was going to say um, definitely Bruno and and Popper who's obviously this enigma who, if you can just get him playing consistently well, the way we all know he's a brilliant player. Um, and that's, that's got to be the key, is not it? And as you said, Rashford and other players coming into form. Do you think, I mean, would you say that's the case as well, Sean? And do you think, is there anything about um, Ole good social that you think needs to be um, improved on in terms of, does he need to motivate them better or improve the coaching somehow? in the way that, say, Klopp has done at Liverpool. Because um, to win the title, that's essentially what you've got to do, isn't it? You've got to get them playing at that real key level.
2: I think um, my view of the season is a season of two halves. The first being pre-Bruno, and the second post mm-hmm. Bruno. Really. And um, I think it's probably changed my mind about Solskjaer. Because from from the beginning, like probably every night I was dying for him to succeed, but probably about... October, November, going into January, even when we lost to Burnley, I think. Yeah, I was really starting to doubt whether we had it. I thought all he could do was set up a team to counterattack, and um, you know, we could win the big games when teams came at us. But but really, since since Bruno came on the scene, it's hmm. it's apparent that if, they, if we've got that player, you can. Play that last three ball in the final third—that we've actually got something there. And honestly, again, Sheffield United, I well, thought was the best I've seen United in years. Some of the combinations in in the final third, they're, they're passing it and you know through a, a wall of defence—it's just something we've just not seen um, from United, but we have been yeah. seeing from our, our rivals in City.
3: I totally agree. Even the sort of super new false dawn that we had the first game against Cardiff where we won 5-0. First time we'd scored five since uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. And we're like, ah, oh. but actually the football wasn't great. Just the finishing was. And that was that sort of bounce effect. This is the first time I'd watched them and watched, you know, the little, I'll spread it to the next one, to the next one. A bit like, you know, City do. They just pass it side to side until they find that gap. Like the Martial's Second and third were both moving the ball quickly, fast, finding that little bit of space. They were very much what we wanted to see and it's been, what, seven years coming?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, looking at it, I mean, I don't know if you guys will agree, Now, being continued, maybe Andy actually does not we'll bring you into this. Um, you've been watching them carefully. It, to me, it looked like the midfield was one of the weak spots for Man U when we were playing them. Um, particularly the likes of Fred, yeah, you know, having them in there, and they were really doing nothing against us. Um, I was surprised, actually, how poor we, uh, they were against us um, in the midfield area, particularly. And um, would you say the same, Andy? Was that was that an area you thought they were lacking when, in? When when are you talking about Russell? Uh, over the last two seasons we played. Um, uh, yeah, maybe... definitely.
5: I mean, um, I think. Largely, they've been pulling all aspects um, beyond De Gea and goal, but he's subsided enormously over the last couple of seasons, having been uh, comfortably the best goalkeeper in the Premier League for, for a good few seasons. Um, I mean, he's been eclipsed by Edison and Alisson. Um, I think their midfield is beginning to take shape, really. McTourney Mid- mm. looks like a strong defensive player. Um, Fred has improved an awful lot. Um, what I've seen of Fernandes, he he, he looks like a proper player. Um, he can he can pick passes. He's extremely creative. Um, and I suppose the big question is whether Pogba wants to play for United. Really, mm,
0: that's true. I mean, the other question is if he can get if Ole could get um, De Gea playing properly again. If he can get him back on four. it's a tough one because he really has lost his confidence, hasn't he? Um, and if not, do they bring in a new goalie and, and start afresh? But, or uh, keep
1: Henderson when he comes back for Sheffield United. Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly, one. he's, he's been
3: great, hasn't he? There's yeah. really been a discussion I was having with my brothers the other day. It was a really interesting mm. one because it was two very different points of view. with Your choices. you've got De Gea now on a five-year contract He signed. He's, he's yeah. 29 years old. He's young for a keeper. So... At this point, you've got Henderson, who is very young as well. He's, always, what, 23? Really young for a keeper. He's got two years left on his contract. It's, you've got to make that decision this summer. is Do you sell De Gea and play Henderson's one, or do you maximise Henderson's value and sell him now when his stock is high, when you've got the most leverage on teams that you've still got two years left on his contract?
4: And I I'd don't be cashing really know- in on De Gea personally
2: I would as well. he's, on too, he's on too much money about 350 grand
3: a week that's that's the problem he's on, three and, on the other hand, very
2: very hard to get
3: on the other hand if you can get De Gea's head sorted he could be the best keeper in the world for the next 10 years because I think Gary Neville put it really well is he's got the same body he's got the same legs he's got the same arms it's what's in between his ears that's the problem yeah. at the moment
0: <laughs> yeah um, well, I mean, we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. What, how do you see the season panning out for Man U um, and for next season overall? I mean, have you, are you quite confident, guys?
2: Uh, well, I think our next game should be beating teams like Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've, we've actually got a fairly easy run um, in the league, so I'd be pretty disappointed if we didn't get fifth um Hmm. and hopefully uefa do us a solid and uh keeps it here um and then yeah i suppose it just depends on on leicester and chelsea sipping up fa cup fa Cup, be very hard to win with with the teams left in um but we've got a good chance in the Europa league
3: i mean Um, our our only big game big game obviously the brighton game tomorrow Uh, excluded um is Leicester on the last day Mm -hmm. of the season Mm -hmm. outside of that we've got um Bournemouth Villa Southampton West Ham and the C word
4: (laughs) 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 if you you could be if you could happily beat Villa West Ham and Villa that would um and yeah, West Ham, Bournemouth, filler that would be nice. And lose yeah. to us, that'll be really helpful. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we'll it there. Yeah, <laughs> can
0: you can even beat the C-word if you want. In that case, yeah, I'm not bothered. If I just beat everyone else and
1: lose to us, that would be really helpful. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm
2: I'm fairly comfortable going into next season that we can. Yeah, you know, I could see. First, I mean, like third. I I I, can't, I don't think we're anywhere near Liverpool and City.
3: Uh, I, I think if Ollie's biggest coup in the summer, if he can pull it off, will be signing Pogba to a long term contract. If you can get him to put it in black and white, he's on a four or five year deal that keeps Rayler out of it. Suddenly he's focused. That's effectively the best signing we'll make all summer, unless someone like Jaden Sancho comes in, in which case, you know, you can get excited about that. But, you know, in this day and age with pandemics and lack of funds and things, who's going to sell and who's going to sell cheap.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I mean, well, predictions for tomorrow. Um, we're, tomorrow night we've got the big game uh, out at the Amex, um, which, of course, we can't all go to because of lockdown. But um, nonetheless, we'll all be watching, no doubt. Um, what do you fancy? Are you going to put your um, head on the block and suggest a win, as our friends from Arsenal did uh, last week? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it will be 2-0. 2-0, yeah. And Peter? 3-1. 3-1. So, two goal winning margin, you reckon, uh, down at the Amex. Well, wow, we'll see. Uh, the head-to-head record is Albion three wins, five draws, 14 wins for Man U. Um, oh. I, you may not know the full details of the record, but we didn't beat you at all until 1982, although we probably didn't play you a huge number of times before that. That was in the early part of the final year of our four-year stint in the top flight last time out, uh, the home game, and we've subsequently won the two home games since we've been back in the Premier League. So the weird thing about it is those three wins are actually our last three league uh, home meetings with you guys. So mm-hmm. I don't know, the, the patterns overall you should win, but on the recent home games, who knows? I mean, I would have been more confident definitely before lockdown with this game. Now, I think, as I said, United's formula patchy to me and the outside looking in. However, you've looked better in the last couple of games if you take out the Norwich match, where I think you were a weakened team anyway, um, in terms of the, the first team picks. Um, it's going to be a tough one for me. I, I think I'm going to put myself in for a hopeful draw. Uh, what about the others? Robin, what do you reckon? You're usually um, I'm going
4: for a 3-2 win for us.
0: Yeah, this is the new Robin. Ooh. He's gone weirdly <laughs> <tomorrow>. <laughs> <laughs> we're, but, we're all just, but, surprised by But this, it
4: depends. It hinges on... Because obviously, a fair number of players played 120 minutes the other day. So yeah. for me, it depends. Is Bruno yeah. Fernandes going to be up for another 90 minutes? Hmm. I don't know. He hasn't,
3: played, he hasn't played football in three months. Of course he is.
4: Well, I mean, I <laughs> don't know. I mean, you, like you say, you've got some big games coming up. I mean, will Solskjaer think I can win that game without Fernandes? I don't know. Like you said, if you want to get into the top four or top five or get to cup finals, arguably you've got some tougher games than us. So if I'm Solskjaer, I'm probably backing that United squad to win tomorrow without Fernandez. Hmm. But I don't know. That's hmm. just a, a hunch. I'm not sure
2: after the other day. I think it's not rich games the a things every day, that we don't have strength in
3: death. I, I think we go full ball for 60 minutes, Pogba, Fernandez on. And that's when he'll start making the changes, and he'll do a Sheffield United. This this team smells a bit rubbish, and put all five subs on at once, and we're three 0 up.
4: Yeah, I think okay. that, <laughs> the, the thing will be is that we we
0: Which don't. Use, I
4: we've got like the seventh best defence in the league, haven't we? We don't tend to concede yeah. that many goals. We don't get thrashed. I mean, and in the minutes, best
1: goal difference is the bottom half as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. in what two and a bit seasons of twelve, two and pretty much three seasons of the mm-hmm. Premier League, you can count on the num- on one hand the number of times we've been thrashed having said that we wouldn't be thr-
1: yeah
4: uh, well, city no. and a liverpool home first yeah but we, we probably would have and got thrashed at old
1: trafford <laughs> on the uh, earlier in the season if brashford could shoot he missed about three sitters i think Matt, yeah there was three one anyway but it would have been i
4: think he missed about two or three really and good and i'm runs. i'm a bit different to russ in that i actually think arsenal behind closed doors worked out really well for us because going mm. a goal and i've discussed on the whatsapp group going a goal down as we did I think if we had a crowd in the stadium, the mood would have changed. And I don't think that we'd have got back into that game. The fact that there was no pressure from a crowd and Potter could actually make a couple of changes, tinker it around and tell them just to carry on,
3: actually helped us a little bit. Do you think you've got... More probably able to wind up the United midfield the same way he did.
4: 100%. I mean, he's he's got Gu- Guendouzi. He's, he's just kicked Guendouzi out of English yeah. football. He's gone. <laughs> That's it. Thanks very much.
0: Who's next? Le Petit Shitels. Yeah. He to be fair, his...
1: he'll end up going to PSG or Real Madrid, so it's hardly the end of the world for him.
0: Yeah. Sounds
1: <laughs> yeah. like another team's linked
4: with him. Or For us, much. the interesting thing for us is whether, I mean, we talked about Bruno Fernandes. For us, Lewis Dunk is one booking away from a two-match ban. And I would rather have Dunk available for Norwich than I would tomorrow. So actually, I would almost, sac- I would almost not pick Dunk tomorrow.
0: Because the Amnesty is the-
4: tomorrow, isn't it? Off-wise. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow is the last game before it the Amnesty. It depends on so
1: Webster as well. I can't see him not playing Dunk if Webster's not fair.
4: Yeah, well, Whereas that's the problem, he- isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. for us, I think if we hadn't picked up four points and every other result has gone our way, miraculously... <laughs> Amongst the bottom games of all in the bottom, I would be, I'd be very nervous about tomorrow because I think I had it down before lockdown as a game we had to get some points from. But now, mm. for me, it's a total free
0: hit. Mm. We're ahead of you know the curve. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going one all. Robin, you've gone three two win. By the way, I did go for a draw in the Arsenal game, boys, just to, just to make you a little nervous. <laughs> there. Um, Peter, what do you reckon? How are we going to do?
1: I was tempted to one all. I'm going to say two all now because, you uh, know, free scoring. Point. Free scoring draw. I reckon that we, I reckon we got a decent chance. For him. I thought it was very weird that he started Fernandez the other day, actually considering how important he is to you guys and how everyone seems to be. He, he, he rested everyone else pretty much. All the other big hitters up front, like Rashford, I, Martial, I th- Pogba.
3: I think there's a method in that is that he's kind of getting up to speed with the pace of English football. and The more games he gets at the moment, the better. I mean, he's only played, yeah. wow, what, 10 games.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But for your anyway, for your Fernandez we have Bisuma who's in the form of his life and uh, dominating midfield and kind of getting covering every blade of grass. So he's well, gonna he's just gonna absolutely. take him out with a brilliant challenge at the start and that's it then.
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And we do have Le Petit as well. But, yeah.
4: but well, I think but on Mar- um, I'm worried on about Fernandez. Mar- he is the first as an as an outsider, he is the first signing for United in a long time who actually looks like a United player.
3: I I don't that's know why. I think Aaron Wan-Bissaka is looking. Oh at no! Don't mention bit. him. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, I know you don't like where he came Cannot from. How defend?
3: He, he cut, oh, I, he, I, he I think you're right. I think
2: um, I think Fernandez is everything we hoped De Maria would be.
3: Um, yeah. you know, he he but, he's, he's a hot, he's a cut-price De Maria. Yeah.
2: Basically, so the, to me, he's number, got the, the arrogance. We can back it up. Of, yeah, the number of yeah. players in mean, the United I, I, side since Fergie that just haven't worked out is quite incredible. I'm worried.
0: Yeah. I'm worried about Martial because I think he's coming right into form. He's brimming up nicely, which is going to well, be a problem if, assuming he plays against us. Um, he, he, I, I think he's looking quite tasty at the moment. Is have he have a number back. nine though, Russell? In I'm number nine. Not
5: by that. Interesting. I think he'll get swallowed up by Dunk. Uh, and his, um, Dunk will play.
3: Because um, his, uh, his um, comments the other day made me think it was quite interesting for Martial was when he scored his hat-trick and that absolute beautiful finish for his third, the little mm. lift. And he yeah. didn't care about that goal. He liked the two where he was sitting on the six-yard box putting the ball clinically into the back of the net. and was like, no, that's what I want to do. And you listen to his things and maybe, just maybe, that's where he's coming. And he's got the pace to do Lewis dunk all day.
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean, dunk is slow. That's about his only um, negative attribute.
0: Yeah. And andy watch what do you think for tomorrow uh, oh, prediction
5: I'm, I'm i'm not very big on predictions but no, you're going to you're going to force me into it i'll say that united will pick up some their first points at the mx congratulations oh. so, <laughs> <in advance. laughs> This is reverse jinxing it is at best. its finest going on
0: here. I love it. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see what happens. And um, if you guys did want to pop back on afterwards, you'd be welcome to after the result. Um, <laughs> if, we, if you've lost. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're yeah, bugger off, yeah. <laughs> But they do, they're doing their Lingard celebrations uh, for the benefits of that uh, uh, <laughs> background. I should also mention, by the way, that um, Sean, I, I not know, Peter Scott, standard top on, but um, Sean's got his Finchley Hips top on, which is the Sunday football team, with which we are both affiliated. I should have worn mine as well, I apologise. You're probably, you're <laughs> growling about this, aren't you? Because I've only, I've only <laughs> worn it once, you, you're annoyed I haven't worn it more. <laughs> I could have done for that, we could have been in uh, good company there. Um, anyway, just finishing um, final segment with you guys, was ready to go through a few general topics. Firstly, alluding to something Robin said just a short while ago about the Albion starting pretty well we 've got four points from two games so far on restart, so we 're pretty happy with the way it 's gone, much as we were nervous before we started and um, The other five teams who have been touted as relegation sides potentially have got three points that 's one less than us between the thirteen games that they 've played I think that 's right um, that's um <laughs> it couldn't have gone better basically for us we 're pretty happy with that amongst what you 've seen of us and the others um, again to the united guys do you um do you see, or do you see us being under threat still, regardless of tomorrow's game? And and if not, who do you do, Who do you see going down? Apart from the obvious guess of Norwich, I suppose.
3: I think you need two wins, or six two wins, points
0: yeah.
3: between hmm. now and the end of the season, and that's guaranteed. Yeah, puts you on thirty-nine points, so you're no danger then. Yeah. Whether you get them, I think, or think not. you're. I think
2: you probably got enough room now. Hmm. Just looking at the table, six points clear. The goal difference as well. Watford and West Ham between and goal difference,
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Southampton result against Watford was a big result for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'd like to overtake Southampton. We'd like Watford to survive and we'd love Villa and West Ham to go down. Bloody annoying teams. Ultimately, Beggars can't be choosers, we'd rather Watford lose for now (laughs) and worry about that
3: later. 17th, 18th, 19th are all sitting on 27 points.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I, really, I think they uh, going down.
3: I think Villa will join them. They've yeah, been
2: playing well. And I they think Villa have go, the, probably go West
3: Ham. I think Villa have the because problem that it, it, it. it doesn't matter what result they get if they get a positive result and the other teams around them get the same results, they're going down on goal difference. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. A- if Villa have got you guys to Liverpool next two games as well, so <laughs> they probably won't get yeah, a lot exactly. from that. Although well, the, the interesting one is they got West Ham last game, so that could be a. Yeah.
0: Tense
3: affair. After the season trauma.
0: Yeah. going to be tough. So for all those teams to overtake us, I think we're okay. I mean, I would be inclined. I want Villa and West Ham to join Norwich. Ideally, Villa, West Ham and Bournemouth. But I don't think that's going to happen. But I have to say Watford's uh, self-imploding Their Defence has fallen apart. They've decided to get some players isolating because of a stupid uh, party arrangement where three of them are now being left out of the team. So they could be plummeting. Um, they're trying their best all of them to get relegated aren't they
1: I thought thought Watford were kind of pulling away from it and then they had two dreadful results I mean Burnley to lose to Burnley obviously had that awful result against Man City and were so many players Mm. out and then to lose to Sampson yesterday were two pretty dreadful results Watford Watford didn't have a shot on target did they
4: either yeah Yeah.
3: they're performing at the uh, level the Watford squad exists at because they had a couple of over performances last season from a couple of their players but outside of that the only reason that they've realistically got out of, out of trouble until they've pulled themselves straight back in was the Nigel Pearson bounce effect of a new manager. That wears off over a three-month lockdown. They're yeah. right in trouble again.
0: Well, this is one of the reasons I wanted Watford to stay up because I think they're a good chance of going down next year. Yeah, <laughs> <but it's not. laughs> also, if they, if they do stay up, though, they might sack Pearson and get Ranieri and win the title. You never know. It could happen. That's <laughs> the same
4: with Bournemouth. If Bournemouth stay up this year, yeah. they'll be going down next year
0: yeah, yeah but i want them okay. to go yeah um, you don't, I mean, don't have Eddie yeah well hmm <laughs> who knows mm. the team might well, really like to go down is burnley uh, but that's not going to happen or at least not this season um oh. speaking of who um t- during the conversation bane <laughs> burnley's favorite subject i'm sure uh Bame managers uh, a bit of a debate on this has been going on and keith curls in action tonight with his uh, northampton team in the playoffs uh, league two um there's not many of them around. Um, there's a bit of a debate on that. I mean, I don't know if you've got a take on that. Um, but also on Rashford. Uh, Marcus Rashford has been one of the foremost pe- people in terms of speaking out on another matter, which was the, uh, the the food vouchers for kids. Um, he's really, given, I think, acquitted himself brilliantly. Credit to himself, to the club, to Manu, U, um, and to young footballers in general. I mean, which you must be pretty pleased with the stance he's taken. That's been pretty good, hasn't it? I think Rashford is a thoroughly nice chap, is how I described him the other day.
2: He he seems incredibly aware. Um, I think modern footballers get a lot of stick for living in their own bubble. But he's someone who seemingly had quite a tough upbringing and remembers it and wants to help those who are coming after him. And it's, uh, it's great to see. And he's a
0: he's a credit to the club and his family and uh, and England. Yeah, and also it looked like when he was being interviewed um, for the main interview, sitting on the garden wall, that looked like your garden, Sean. I'm not sure. Did you did you invite him round there? <laughs> 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 but really, that's the first thing I thought. I thought, like, is that Sean's garden? Well, yeah, I wish. It? I wish.
3: <laughs> he didn't because Siobhan doesn't let him have a football net. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, peter would you say the same i mean it's brilliant isn't it to see young players
3: honestly uh, I, I, I think the lockdown has given footballers their opportunity to shine i mean rashford being foremost among many of them but this is players together initiative has led to an awful lot of really good initiatives and pushing things through and like the black lives matter stuff and the remembrance stuff that's on the shirts at the moment was all the players together initiative and you know given that they were severely challenged by the health secretary at the beginning going off oh, these rich footballers hmm. they're the ones coming out looking pretty good out of this
0: yeah yeah I mean they've really acquitted themselves well Raheem Sterling who's obviously had to suffer a load of stuff as well is another guy on a slightly separate match very I mean, eloquent
3: very yeah. eloquent I mean um, was it Ben Mee came out after the Burnley fiasco yeah, the other yeah. night spoke absolutely wonderfully about that and, you know, they really are starting to use that platform that they have to try and affect social change and they've got to be applauded for that. Yeah,
4: Yeah, for every Marcus Rashford, there is a Jack Grealish, though. (laughs) And a a Kyle Walker. And an Andre Gray (laughs) from this week. And an Andre Gray. (laughs) No, no, that's flippant. Marcus Rashford, we talked about it on the one with the Arsenal guys, I think, didn't we, Russ? Yeah. Yeah, Marcus Rashford, considering he's 22, 22 or whatever he is yeah. um uh has done has basically been more of an opposition party to the government than anyone's been in about 10 years in the space of about four days
3: good yeah, um, you know it's, yeah. it's incredible and you've got to applaud him for that and he deserves every ounce of recognition he gets for that i mean he can yeah, not score yeah. for the rest of the season um no well one i mean he's won normal. sports personality
4: <laughs> of the year hasn't he you'd hope yeah. basically yeah. whatever <laughs> to me i would have thought he's he's probably won it um yeah. Yeah, I think it's it is great. And especially yeah. as you say, when they get attacked, when they get mm. pulled out by, you know, picked on especially. Considering, you know, actors who earn, you know, big Hollywood actors who don't who earn similar amounts of money weren't really picked on in the same way. Mm. Other entertainment LMA. figures weren't picked on. Yeah. yeah. I mean there's plenty of other people who you have enough money and enough influence to do stuff and just companies to say... Companies who don't pay bit,
1: tax over here is a big one that annoys yeah. me. It's like footballers who pay an enormous amount of tax to towards the NHS and that sort of thing generally get I you know kind of like criticised and yet companies who don't pay tax like Starbucks who find their way round it don't get kind of questioned at all. Which like,
4: yeah and the other thing yeah. was that footballers were, the, were then suddenly being the ones saying you know, the government was saying we've got to get football going, you know, to help the, the mood of the nation. So you're then essentially putting them in We've said this before. Not in 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 set Well, potentially in danger. You know, we didn't know they are putting themselves in harm's way. They could potentially contract the virus. The families, so actually, their
3: families and everything. That yeah, exactly.
4: To that. So to to have it, you've attacked them on the one hand, and then suddenly you're lauding them as the the yeah. saviours of the nation's morale on the other hand. It's
1: the interesting it's thing. we we'll see what happens if Leicester goes into lockdown. is going to be an interesting one because how on earth are they're going to manage home I games for like Leicester?
3: Or I believe it's neutral venues. Yeah usually, I think yeah. yeah
1: they'd have to go to Villa Park or yeah somewhere else. They're mind. still technically let us in lockdown people shouldn't be leaving Leicester presumably as well it's kind of
4: and yet the football yeah, presumably on Yeah I suppose with them the 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 volume of testing that they have yeah. to have I think probably it's twice a week they're tested are not
1: they? Yeah I think something like that. And also technically it's an advantage if you're I know probably home and away is not the same as it normally is but technically it's a disadvantage to us having played Leicester away already.
4: A lot
0: pub. of the
3: squad
4: probably don't live in Leicester either.
3: Yeah, yeah let's true. be fair. How many of them actually live in
0: Leicester? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Well, boys, it's been brilliant having you on for the first part of this podcast. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Um, you would be welcome yes. to come on if we beat you uh, for, <laughs> for the post-match. Um, maybe, well, hopefully we'll be back next season in the Premier League. I think we will. I'm kind of confident we will be, regardless of tomorrow's result. So maybe we could do one in Sorrahans bar in the uh, aforementioned yes. garden next season that's, we can do yeah, that, that you know? very good <laughs> w- w- when we're allowed
3: to see each other again that
0: sounds yeah. like yeah. <laughs> yeah this is assuming we don't have a game um, in the first half of the year probably yeah oh, it's crazy stuff isn't it but no thanks for joining mm-hmm. us guys so to Peter and to Sean thank you very much indeed and um, well enjoy the game yeah. tomorrow sort sure. of <laughs> I, would say,
3: I would say good luck but I don't mean it
0: no no <laughs> but for the rest of
1: the season after yeah tomorrow, good luck against Villa we, we... and, and West Ham and Bournemouth
0: yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, let's see you, later, then. you could beat us yeah. if you beat them as well. We don't Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll tell you
4: winning every. If you win all those games, that's absolutely fine. I'm happy to surrender three <laughs> points for that. Cheers,
0: guys! Thanks for Good. joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Cheers. See you later.
5: Sports Social Podcast Network. This is
4: the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine